Hello there, and thank you for downloading the podcast for Starting Up from the 24th of May. Our purpose is to help your business dreams become a reality. And on the programme today, we focused on digital nomads as it's emerged that Dubai is the third most popular place for long-term remote workers. We spoke to several self-declared digital nomads and found out how they make it work. Plus, we also asked Neil Petch from VirtuZone why he thinks Dubai is such an attractive place for them to work. And in our success story segment, we were joined by entrepreneur to the stars, Shiraz Hassan, to find out his winning formula for making it in business. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Welcome to our special segment. Welcome back. Welcome. Good morning, Neil Petch. Thank you for joining us in the studio. Top of the morning, Georgia. Lovely to have you here. Neil, of course, is the CEO and co- and founder of the company formation specialist, VirtuZone. Also my co-host for the next hour. Uh, we're going to turn our attention immediately to our hot topic today, aren't we, Neil? We're going we're to move a shift on because there's so much going on. Dubai ranks the third best city in the world for digital nomads. That's according to research by the real estate consultancy Savills. It placed Lisbon, the capital of Portugal, first, followed by Miami and then yours truly. Not me, but Dubai. Uh, The Savills Executive Nomad Index lists the top 15 cities. They base it on internet speed, quality of life, climate, air connectivity and prime rents. Other countries in it include Barcelona, Dubrovnik, Malta, Antigua and Barbuda. Not surprising um, because let's be honest, we'd all like to go and live in the Caribbean. Uh, Neil, why do you think Dubai is such a good place for long-term remote workers? I think we're better than the Caribbean. So guys, listeners, if you're there, if you're feeling like, oh, it's a tough start to the week, you could be in London, it could be raining, you could, it be, is, yeah. you could be being taxed and your traffic jam would be an hour's traffic jam, not 10 minutes. Absolutely so that's true. why digital nomads are streaming to Dubai and have been for the last couple of years. Started with the fact that we were vaccinating faster than anyone, it was safer to be, and then people realised, wow, quality of life. I mean, I remember the Abraham Accord two years ago. Uh, Then all these fintech guys were based in perhaps Cyprus or something like that, and suddenly they realised whoa, I can have the same benefits of Cyprus with all these restaurants and so on that Dubai offers. So the momentum has just accelerated since then. So it's very exciting. And second reason that I'm really full of energy, I might even rival your energy today, Georgia, is we have two (laughs) guests that listen to it. You know the term unicorn. You probably like unicorns. I like don't unicorns. You, uh, not do you just... draw? Do you do doodle unicorns? So I don't just like unicorns for their rainbow hair, but I like them because they tend to be very well off. What would your name be if you were a unicorn? Oh gosh, well, leave me with that. I'll, I'll we'll think ask of something hot desk good. about that in a minute because yes. I think hot desk is going to become. A unicorn, that's my forecast. So the reason why we're talking about A, unicorns and B, hot desk is because also joining us in the studio is a self-declared digital nomad. Now, I have to admit, quite often when I hear that expression, I'm a bit like, yeah, they don't really exist, though. They're, they're, they're the sort of lesser spotted digital nomad. Uh, but Neil promises me that I'm going to speak to not one, not two, but three on the programme today, uh, joined by Mohammed Khalid. He's the founder and CEO of Hotdesk. It's not his first time on Dubai Eye. Uh, Hotdesk is an online system which enables people to book a desk, meeting room or private office for an hour, day, month or even a year. Hello, Mohammed. Welcome. 
Hello, hello, Georgia. Thank you so much for having me. And Neil, excited to see you as always. And I think the the cool thing about this is, you know, just being here a couple of years back when it was beginning of COVID, seeing how the world and COVID has unraveled and how Dubai is doing so well. And thank God how Hot Desk has grown massively. Uh, it's, it's just good to be here and share our updates with you. Yeah, Mohammed, what better example of a digital nomad than Mohammed Khaled from Ireland? <laughs> That's a brilliant example. Now, Napoleon said, I'll take a lucky general over a good general any day. And Hot Desk seems to have come along at just the right time. We've had working from home. We've had COVID. We've had the big conglomerates no longer perhaps taking huge office space. What is the timing? What do you see as the, as the thing that is causing a disruption that is playing into the hands of Hot Desk? Oh, perfect. Um, so thinking about that, when you, when you look at startups and how they launch and the reasons why they succeed, one very underrated reason is timing. Timing is everything, and that can make you either thrive or, or really struggle. So when we built Hot Desk, we started this just pre-COVID, actually launched February 2020, and then bam, COVID hit. But little did I know that what happened was the world shifted massively from work from office to extreme work from home. But then I knew that in a year's time when vaccines come out and world gets back to normal, we'll find our way somewhere in between where it's hybrid, where the metaverse exists, but real life does exist. And you need to be in there in the office, have a coffee, meet people and have fun. So timing for us, we, we were very lucky. And we came back out to the market last September as things cooled down. And honestly, since then, it's just been booming. We're in the thousands of bookings per market. And it's amazing. Just- so for the listeners, Hotdesk seeks to be the Airbnb for the managed office space. And you had an epiphany when you were working in your previous company. Tell the listeners about that. 100%. So I was initially working at PwC. I was an audit and consulting. And, you know, as a consultant, you have your backpack on and good luck. You just travel around. So I was traveling between Egypt, Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai, Doha and more. And every time I went to a new city, even though it was my first time, I'd take out my PwC ID and just open the door. And I'd walk in, I could plug and play. Same brand. I had a feeling where the coffee machine was and everybody was very welcoming. And then one late night, it hit me. Wow, how do I create something that gives this power to the masses? And that was the birth or the eureka moment uh, for Hotdesk. Now, elevating on what Hotdesk is, it's not just Airbnb for offices. If you think about that, That whole market right now is changing because of consumers, right? Businesses are becoming smarter, leaner. Nobody wants a 20-year lease. It's all about flexibility. There is decentralization of where we decide to work as employees and as the freelancer workforce grows. That being said, they need a tool that helps them navigate in a world cluttered with flexible offices. So what Hot Desk, the marketplace does, is helps you find desks, meeting rooms, full-on offices. Yes, yeah, so I've just clicked on, on your app, and there are three places with, within eight minutes from where we sit, Georgia. So after That's this, so cool. we can go to the Nest, we can go to the Place, or we can go to the One Space Business Center, and I can get an office for an hour for 107 dirhams. So that's great for the consumer, but at Virtuzone, we work with a lot of managed office providers, and I think that that market is dominated by some of the big players, the, the Regis's and WeWorks of this world. But what about the small entrepreneurial business guys that have set up a managed office? How, how can you help them? So actually, 87% of that market in terms of square footage is scattered. The, workspo- the workspace sort of industry is ultimately dominated by these little two to three 
branch brands across the world and they're very local and regional brands now the thing is sometimes they can't afford to invest in the best technology in the best marketing and getting their name out there right but that's what hotdesk does for them hotdesk is like a grid where a flexible workspace owner can just plug into it benefit from our marketing that we do on a global or regional basis we drive down customer acquisition costs and fill up their spaces uh, pretty much. So, Georgia, this is one of the things that a lot of our customers have the challenge, which is Google is so central to yeah. everything that everybody does. And they right? make you pay now, don't they? Exactly. So if a company has got that sorted and and goes right to the top of the SEO ranking and is spending money, then that gives you a massive head start. So anyone listening, that, that and I suppose you, you allow people to have a shortcut to that, don't you? 100%. So we do all of the hard work for them, and the only pay us a little commission when they make money. So there's no uncertainty, there's no dollars being spent without return, and that's our commitment to our hosts. So what we wanna be on one end is Airbnb for offices and help everyone find the right office for their needs uh, without having to drag into a lease, but also become the Android of workspaces where they all function under one operating system and act as one and get more revenue. So, how it sounds, you've made it sound easy to me, but I bet it's not. I try. <laughs> I, 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 I bet it's not. What, what are the barriers to the success of an app like Hotdesk? So, look, I think the one I want to touch upon the most is, is, is you as an entrepreneur, right? And I think this is a big journey about you, about your team, and how you guys work. And it's not easy work, right? So, I think if you look at the, the different stages of startup from idea phase to pre-seed or seed, and then when you get into the bigger series A, B plus rounds, it's really hard, right? It's, it's, it's emotional, it's volatile, it's crazy, but it all starts with you making a decision that I wanna build something bigger, build something better, and just commit to that, and just know that every day, as long as you're taking steps in the right direction, that's, I think that is the highest barrier of entry. A lot of us sometimes just don't take risks. So at the moment, I can I can avail of hot desk services in, in which locations around the world? So right now, we're in more than 30 countries, more than 115 cities, uh, with thousands of offices. I mean, um, and it's just growing day by day. I just actually came back from Singapore and, Th- and Thailand. We were on a tour in Asia and, and launching the Asia-Pacific market. Uh, but all you need to do is literally answer three questions. Where do you want to work? What type of space do you need? Is it a desk, a meeting room, or an office? And how long do you need the space? And once you hit that search button, we're going to filter for you what exactly matches your needs, and you can plug and play. And are you just are, are you a product that is only applicable to consumers that want an hour here or three hours here? Are you also dealing with corporates? Uh, yeah. So actually, we also have an enterprise solution where we help enterprises find um, you know their best offices in our, anywhere in any market. And uh, and yeah. But I guess back to George. Oh well, I've got one very quick final question before sadly we have to say goodbye which is obviously you must have loads of data because lots of people come and they rent your desks from you and we've got this survey that suggests that Dubai is hugely popular with remote workers with these digital nomads does your data bear that out is Dubai the most popular place for people to hot desk so I mean there are so many different variables and factors, but if you look at the data in Dubai, it's just booming. The amount of incorporations, business setups coming in, people using the app is growing day by day. And that does definitely signal a much bigger, you know, global sort of move at hand, right? That Dubai is just becoming the hottest place on earth for startups. 
That is very cool to hear. Very interesting stuff. Mohammed Khaled, as ever, thank you for being for your second time on the agenda. It's a pleasure to have you here, the founder and CEO of Hot Desk. It's been great to catch up with you. And I hope we see you again and you'll be like, we're in... A hundred countries the next time we see you. They always say the third time's a charm, right? So maybe. Third <laughs> that's time's a charm. Thank I you just so much. I hope it's Neil <laughs> and I here. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank Cheers. you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Virtue Zone, business set up with no regrets. Every week we feature a startup success story to inspire budding entrepreneurs in the United Arab Emirates. And this week's guest is a man with his finger on the pulse of celebrity, an entrepreneur who for the past two decades has worked with stars like Kim Kardashian, Zendaya, Logan Paul, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, and also for brands like P&G and Johnson & Johnson. His name is Shiraz Hassan. He is the founder and CEO at Fame by Shiraz and he joins us now in the studio. I feel honoured to have you in the studio Shiraz I'm hoping that this is the start of glory for me frankly. Oh no no it's all good be careful what you ask for with fame be careful. <laughs> Love the t-shirt Shiraz and, and the tattoo. Now listen fame, oh, yeah. fame is one thing Georgia it's I mean like you're famous okay but how do you monetize it? Well, Shiraz over to you. So first of all how I define fame and this is speaking to um, first of all Neil I'd like to thank you and George and Amit and all the team at VirtuZone. Oh, pleasure. Because when I first came to Dubai, obviously you need to start a business. And, uh, and this is, I'm telling you from my heart, you know, there's a lot of places that you can go, you come to foreign countries, you guys were turnkey. I did, honestly, it was uh, a big shout out to you and your team. Thank you very because much. Because your success in a business, honestly, it, it's when you set up everything logistically and it was smoothless, it was perfect, you know? So I wanted to thank you for that first. That's very cool. Um, so for me, what is fame? You know, if I'm talking to a brand, uh, if brands are listening or if an individual is listening, it doesn't matter if you're an artist, if you're a painter, if you're a, uh, a business owner, if you're a brand, real estate, crypto, it doesn't matter. Fame to me is influence, okay? So a lot of people call themselves influencers today, you know, and I'm very blessed by, by the blessing of God. I've worked with some of the biggest stars in the world, uh, biggest influencers in the world for the last two decades. And I measure fame as number one. If you have real influence and you tell your fan base or the people that are following you to show up at a specific location. You put it out on your social media, you put it out on your channels and say, listen, I'm gonna be here at this time and this date. My first measurement is how many people are gonna show up? That's number one. Number two, if I say to those same people, buy this product, how many people are gonna buy? And that to me is my measurement of revenue because a lot of people say they have influence. You only have influence if you can pull in a crowd, or your followers will do a call to action and purchase something or do something if you ask them to do it. So fame, you know, when people ask me, oh, I want to be famous and you've helped this star and that star. And yes, it is true. Kim Kardashian, I worked with her when no one even knew her. You know, she was Paris Hilton's assistant, you know, but there are many formulas. I've worked with the Logan Paul when we came to the Dubai Mall. Uh, I, I'll never forget. I said, I'm going to bring a YouTuber. His name's called Logan Paul. And uh, everyone in Dubai was like, well, who's this guy? You know, I went to meetings at the Dubai Mall and I'll never forget. They were like, well, YouTube, I don't know, social media. And I said, no, I'm going to create the biggest meet and greet of all time in Dubai at the Dubai Mall. And 
I knew, we work with these different uh, celebrities. We know who has the pulse. You know, you have to customize the content. You, know, you have to do many things. But when we promoted Logan Paul, you know, over a couple hundred thousand people showed up at the mall. I mean, that's never, ever happened in Dubai. And we didn't advertise on TV. We were not on radio. We were that's not crazy. on magazines. Nowhere. It was yeah. all on social media. So, Shiraz, that's, a, I think, a really good sag because you're talking about global celebrities that all of our listeners will have heard. Now, increasingly, these people are coming and they're basing themselves in, in Dubai. The theme of the show is digital nomads. So, so many of your customers are going to be those digital nomads. In the past, perhaps they were kept from coming here because the support structure that, for example, enabled them to monetize their, their followers was not here. The knowledge was not here. Now you're an example of, of that having changed. How do you spread the word of, of, of your business? How do you go about getting more business for, for yourself? So we're very blessed. You know, I, I, I say that, you know, fame is a drug and everybody wants it. And we're very blessed to have many, many case studies. We don't really advertise push it out to our clients of you know for, for it's business. a legal drug as well it's yeah fantastic. it is it's actually a legal one that people love and they keep coming back for more <laughs> you know but what i tell people is this is um fame think about fame for yourself or a business number one place people are going to check you out whatever if it's a business it's a job it's a relationship or if for a product it could be anything the number one place people are going to go is not just instagram or tiktok they're going to go to google so when someone types your name into google google our whole uh, kind of primary of our business is we want to make sure online and offline your story is being told. So people have to understand fame is when, when someone is searching me online on Google, I've got to put as much effort in my business also online. So yeah. when someone's searching me, everything's coming up great. I've got my Google panels. I've got my own website. I've got my own stories. I've got my, the right images. I've got the right videos because that's what's going to help you drive your business from, you know, one, two, three, four, five, right up to 10, you know, then you've got to focus on your digital because today you are what you are online. You know, you're judged today. I meet so many people. One of the number one things that I get on a daily basis, doesn't matter where I travel, Kitsharas, can you please help me get verified? Can you please help yeah. me get verified? That blue tick, that, that, the blue I want my blue tick. How do that, I get that, a blue tick? That, 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 that's your metrics, yeah. right? Yeah. And people don't understand how do you get verified is based upon when your Instagrams and your TikToks or t uh, Twitter or YouTube, where do they go to check? Not your channel. They go to Google. Yeah. They're going to go into Google and they're going to search. And we obviously work with many brands, many business owners, many individuals, influencers, and we build their profiles, not one, to obviously help people get verified with enough press and media and so forth. And then afterwards, like you said, Neil, monetize. How do you monetize you know, yeah. your brand? Georgia, what I love about Shiraz and what I love about starting up is we're like a meeting point where people with complementary strengths get together. Shiraz's business, if you don't mind me observing Shiraz, you've got part of it is concierge, is old school, is connections, is reputation, is, is trust. And you're adding to that digital knowledge. Our next guest, when I did a shout out to you and, and our next guest, they have a whole network of influencers. So I really, after the show, we're going to introduce the two of you and see if we can make a, a match made in heaven. But I just think that, uh, you know, Dubai is all about, George, we were talking earlier about why Dubai, why do digital nomads come to Dubai? And one part of it is the lifestyle. It is the fact that you can go to an amazing restaurant, and probably in that amazing restaurant, you might happen to see someone 
that Shiraz has brought here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Especially if you go to the uh, Salt Bay restaurant, as far as well, I can course, tell. Yeah. That's where they seem and to this hang is, out. I can tell you right now, even me coming after COVID, you know, last time I was here, it was prior to COVID. And coming back now recently, honestly, Dubai is happening. You know, this place is, uh, when I compare it to LA, Miami, New York, you know, Vegas and so forth, it's really happening in Dubai. And I think everyone, what Dubai has done, especially with crypto, uh, what they've done, I came out here initially, I was involved with Binance. They, they had uh, the Binance Blockchain Week. And I've seen Dubai's got so much promotion now from, from crypto, from all these other new initiatives and, and the rules of the country, you know, handle COVID very well yeah. while the rest of the world was closed. That's right. The Dubai momentum is, the, the momentum is with us. The force is with us. Where would someone who is wanting to monetize go and find out how to work with you? Uh, first of all, you should, uh, you can follow my Instagram. It's at Shiraz, S-H-E-E-R-A-Z. Uh, all information of our services on fame.news. Uh, and, you know, we welcome everybody. You know, everyone can everyone can do it. There's Georgia, no do you think we got a chance? I definitely feel like I've got Georgia, a chance. Georgia, you've got to be careful, man. I'm ready. Be careful. I'm Neil, ready for I think, I think, Bring I think, it on. I think, I think Neil's more ready than you. <laughs> Bring me back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the challenge is You're already famous. You're already, you already got too. a brand in Dubai. Neil, I think we've got to get it more in front of the camera. I've got 23 and a half followers. It doesn't matter, brother. Anything, <laughs> anything can happen. Yeah, yeah. It's my dog. <laughs> Let, let's, do, let's do a viral video and you'll become insta-famous. We're going to do this. It's amazing. Shiraz has a pleasure as always to have you on the radio thank you so much i'm still endlessly impressed by the the people you know uh, and the and the progress you've made we must get you on again founder and ceo of fame by shiraz joined us in the studio to give us his insights on digital nomadic nomadicy are we why not why not the lesser spotted the, version the lesser spotted no, nomad uh, and also uh, to find out a bit of how he gets those amazing celebrities into dubai You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. Hello there and welcome back. Yes, we are discussing digital nomads on this, our special segment, Starting Up, as we focus on the business trends that are affecting small and medium-sized businesses and entrepreneurs. Now, Dubai ranked the third best city in the world for digital nomads. Neil Petch, the chairman of VirtuZone, is here with me, of course, as company setup specialist. They've got their fingers on the pulse of the remote workers here in the Emirate. But we are also joined on the line now by Fuad, by Fuad Futalevev, the co-founder of WeWay, a company which describes itself as a full-scale ecosystem for media influencers and their community. Fuad, I apologise for murdering your surname there. Lovely to have you on the radio joining us on Teams. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. You're not the only one murdering my surname, so it's all right. I, I feel uh, mildly vindicated, although as a radio presenter, it kind of is in the job description. Uh, now, what, now, what I love um, is that you're a digital nomad and you're so nomadic that you're not here with us in the studio, are you? <laughs> that, that's true, that's right. I'm actually in a different part of the world right now, but uh, yeah. I'm actually uh, streaming from France. Yeah, come on, stop being modest, Fuad. We've seen you at the Cannes Film Festival. The, li- <laughs> the, life, the, the, the life of the blockchain influencers. Goodness gracious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we're actually uh, sponsoring, uh, sponsoring the Cannes Bloggers Award and uh, some of our bloggers have actually won several awards, so it was fun. 
<laughs> Thank you for having me, guys. That's absolutely fantastic. Now, listen, Fouad, I don't know if you heard any of the show, and it's probably quite early in, in France, but we've been talking about digital nomads. You're a great example. You were, you were filmed in our offices, actually, by the BBC just a couple of weeks ago, talking about how you've moved your staff over, over to Dubai. And we just had a gentleman on, Shiraz, who has an amazing Rolodex of celebrities. And he's just told me off air, one of them is Logan Paul. He's coming wee ways way. So that's our gift. That's Georgia and my gift from starting up to, to wee way. But he was talking about traditional ways to help people monetize. Um, there's so many projects out there, Fuad, at the moment that are raising money through tokenomics such as you, but a lot of them, you know, there's quite a bit of hot air, whereas I, I really feel there's some solidity behind WeWay. There's a purpose for it. And as the chairman of VirtuZone, that we have so many influencers setting up with us, they're desperate for support. So tell us a little bit about what WeWay is doing for that community. Sure, sure. Well, thank you so much. Uh, actually, I think uh, we've we met Shiraz, and I, I think he does have an actual great network of, of influencers. So happy to be presenting after after Shiraz. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, WeWay, WeWay is an ecosystem of products built around influencers and their communities. Uh, I think the biggest problem um, in the in the digital space, especially if we're talking about blockchain, is the lack of understanding of what it is. And uh, you know, we we actually have a you know one of the biggest problems now we have is that the adoption of crypto is still quite at the early stages. And if we are if we are to take you know the biggest communities of the influencers, the biggest problem is they actually don't understand what crypto is. And not only that, just majority of the world. I actually found some very good stats yesterday that twelve uh, percent of U.S. adults actually use crypto and that's amazing stats because because uh, i think one year ago that was around five percent so 12 percent of the u.s population are using crypto which is by the way amazing amazing stats just shows that how you know massive adoption crypto is growing but still at a very very early stages so a lot of people don't really understand what nfts are what the world of web3 means for them a metaverse is something that they still can't comprehend you know in their head it's like they they think this is something of, of of an era of a 23rd century but it's not you know it's coming now and it's 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 important that people start understanding it so our idea is to first educate the people so we are building the largest crypto academy um, on the basis of learn to earn where you can actually learn crypto and uh, you can earn by learning crypto which is very important so, so you're getting paid take- to go to university yeah, it's it's more of a like. Yeah. Don't you wish that was well, happening when 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 we were somewhat I younger? I actually, Georgia. the first year that uh, I went, I had to. I was the first year that I had to pay in the UK, so <laughs> I feel particularly uh, wounded. Wounded. Oh, oh my god! I went to the UK as well. I went to UCL, and um, yeah, like the, the of course the fees are very high. But but anyways, the the idea here is that a lot of people cover the money that, that was spent while learning and while paying for the actual courses. So it's a very similar model to the, uh, you know, to the Stepton model. You know, it's probably, probably knows, uh, a lot of people know about it where you actually wear the shoes, the digital shoes, right? Yep. So you buy the digital shoes as NFTs and you actually walk around and make money. So uh, uh, this is a similar model, but in our model, we are tackling the learn to earn. No one has done it yet. And we're using the power of influencers, uh, you know, thousands of influencers that are part of our network too 
to share knowledge uh, through them, their communities, but not only through the influencers. Well, you know, also uh, and uh, we'll be also heavily investing into into different type of traffic to make sure that you know we we can educate at least one million people in a period of one year. So uh, that that is our aim. So that's number one. Number one is is preparing the communities to understand what crypto is. Uh, because while while trying to integrate the communities of influencers into the world of Web three, into the world of Web three, it's impossible to do that uh, uh, unless the community is actually taught on crypto. So, so basically, uh, Fuad, we've got you know, uh, I'm going to do a little name drop here. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's a customer of ours. She's got yeah. huge numbers of followers, yeah. and yeah. In, you know they're incredibly loyal. But yet, she, yeah, she probably hasn't been to a crypto university or learnt how to use an NFT. What would be some of the advice that you would give someone like her, that your university would give her, and ways that she could go about maximizing and leveraging that? Yeah, it's an actually great example. And, and, and I would actually show you two different examples. I would take Paris Hilton as a great example. She's actually regarded as one of the key opinion leaders in the NFT space. And let's say you would take Lindsay Lohan, who also tried doing several things around the subject, who I, I'm not sure she really succeeded in that direction. And the reason for that was her, her community was not prepared. So what Paris Hilton did differently, she um, started to get herself actually interested in that. She would go into different clubhouses, you know, learn with their community. She would teach them what it is. She would she would be taught herself. So she would take a big you know a big time to warm up her auditor and community to become fans of of her work to be to become interested in what it is. So the learning curve is is very essential. And what is most essential is to make sure that your community is actually. Uh, actually understand what it is. Uh, I'll give you an example. A few days ago, I was giving a, at the Cannes Festival, I was giving a, um, I was giving a speech, I was giving a lecture, and um, it's around, I don't know, at that time, around 200 people. So I asked the guys, how many of you have a MetaMask wallet? And I had around eight people that raised their hands. So I, and I said, okay, that means eight people have a MetaMask wallet. So I would assume from those eight people, only one or two would have an NFT. And that was true. So, yeah. so imagine, so like uh, you're actually on a tech savvy event, right? And uh, uh, people don't really understand what NFTs are. They I understand that they don't even have a take you away from the university side of things and, and a yeah. little bit about, because I, I, I saw that you're, you're also launching a platform that enables people who are seeking to raise money to create projects to yeah. you know, provide them an end-to-end -end <clears throat> solution. Now, yeah. uh, in, George, remember there was that share that was boosted. It was on the, I think, the New York Stock Exchange. And it was boosted by the public rather than by oh, the yes. multinationals. That Reddit yeah, incident. Exactly. And I think WeWay is a little bit like that. You know, we've seen the crypto market have its struggles over the last couple of weeks. And we great timing, uh, Fuad, for you to come on because I see that you've, you've yeah. risen 11% in the last day. And I was just comparing your chart um, uh, to what the overall market has done. And it seems as if, I don't know, whether you know, you, th this, this community are backing your product rather than the whales who are, are speculating and as such you're able to push against the trend. So can you tell us a little bit about the tokenomics for someone that would be wanting to come to an ecosystem such as WeWay and use it to help spread the word? Yeah, for sure. That, that, that's actually a very great example. We have raised around 1,000% in, in a period of one month, one and a half months. Um, you know, yesterday we have we had a, around 25% increase. I mean, that, those increases don't really mean much for us. We, we, we work with our communities. We are community-centric 
I think you mentioned GameStop, right? It's a stock that went viral after <laughs> after its Reddit uh, Reddit boom. I think that that was the stock that you were referring to. But uh, to be to be more precise, of WeWay, let me explain more what WeWay is, so you can have a clear picture. So number one is an educational aspect, educational platform. Uh, number two is uh, we we work as an agency with an influencer to understand the way how we can integrate them into the world of Web3. So we work with the tier one influencers. Uh, some of them are the biggest stars in the Arab region, by the way. You probably will know them. Uh, we can't disclose them right now until official announcement, but it's number one uh, 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 Arab, Arab star here with the most number of following, was the most number of views and outreaches. And uh, same web, you know, we're actually working with some of the biggest CIS guys and some of the biggest of the American guys. So we work with them end to end to establish the best strategy, how to integrate them to the world of Web3. To somewhere doing meta shows in a, in a we're doing the, the biggest digital shows for for some of the biggest singers. Uh, so that, that's that's our approach as an agency is to take the right the right way how to take an influencer, a tier one influencer, and get him out there. Farad, so, it sounds uh, enormously uh, exciting. Disappointingly, I'm so sorry. I'm afraid we've run out of time, which has been, uh, but it's been amazing speaking to you about the how. Uh, how you're framing the future, I suppose. That's probably the best way. I think quite a lot of it, uh, we're all just getting used to the concept of the metaverse and the various different elements connected to that. Uh, But it sounds like you have very much got your finger of the pulse on that. Fuad, uh, pleasure to speak to you. Uh, Fuad Fatulev is the co-founder of WeWay, which is a company which describes itself as a full-scale ecosystem for media influencers and their community. You're listening to Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.0. With VirtuZone, business set up with no regrets. So we've got time for one very important question in our Agony Uncle section. I am, of course, uh, still joined in the studio by the fabulous Neil Petch, chairman of VirtuZone. If there's anything that is, I'm going to get this the wrong way around. Basically, he knows everything about setting a business up. I was going to try and do it in an oblique way, but I haven't finished my coffee yet this morning. So this is a question that actually came in from last week and we didn't have time to answer it. Uh, Now, Neil, do you have any tips? And this isn't a very politically correct way of putting this, but do you have any tips for offloading a local sponsor in a mainland LLC? What would be an expected payout sum? My first tip is don't use the term offload. I would agree, <laughs> yes. My second tip <laughs> is actually don't rush to do it because we, we use local sponsors and have used local sponsors for a couple of reasons. One is, is the activity that you need. So until recently, if you were in real estate, you needed to have a local sponsor. The local sponsor needed to have some qualifications that, that pertained to real estate. That's no longer the case. So you can have 100% uh, uh, expat ownership, which is fantastic. Okay. However, uh, there's a number of things to think about, one of which is to make sure that should you ever want to sell your company, it's packaged in the the way that adds as much value as, as possible. So when you do want to do it, so there's a local, he owns some shares in the company, they're his shares, he's not obliged to sell them. So do it in a polite manner. That's the, that's the first thing. Okay, he is going to be incentivized too. He's going to be encouraged to by DED because 
the amazing PR that Dubai and, and that the UAE has got from facilitating this around the world has encouraged loads of people to come to come there. If you've used a corporate sponsorship package, so companies such as VirtuZone enable you to have a local sponsor that is not like, you know, a Muhammad, it's an actual company, then all the documents are set up to facilitate it so that you can exit incredibly quickly and, and smoothly. So that might be one stage. The first thing is, is don't rush immediately to get rid of a local sponsor because there are some things where they add value. They might help open doors. They might be able to educate you and so on and so on. So don't dismiss it. But if you are seeking to, to move in, in that direction, then just communicate with them. There's not a legal obligation to answer the, the listener's question. There's not a legal obligation to, set, uh, to pass some money over. But it might be the right thing because time is money. Amazing. Neil Patch, as always, a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you very much for those insights. Thank you very much for your help co-hosting the last hour. It's been a pleasure having Thank you, you in the studio. Thank you for having me, Georgia, and for teaching me all about energy. <laughs> Uh, that, that that show in part was brought to you thanks to caffeine it has to be admitted uh, there, there's a certain amount there, there's a strategic moment when I drink my coffee each day uh, but it has been a pleasure we will be back again with our next episode of Starting Up next week at 11am until midday uh, I'm not sure what our topic's going to be yet we're going to see what's going to happen in the news uh, but for sure Neil Petch will be joining us for that hour as well thank you sir thank this you. is Starting Up on the Agenda on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Virtuzone Business Setup with No Regrets.